This program is brought to you by the partners of A Root Awakening International. Help others find truth. Support A Root Awakening International today. Well, I am looking at a very patient person. You are very, very patient. We told you Passover was going to be in March. But wait, we have to wait for the barley. We have to wait for a new moon. Well, you waited again. Oh, look at that, we have a 13th month. You kept waiting. Then we have a new moon, you waited for that. Now, finally, Passover has arrived and we can finally celebrate. So thank you for your patience. It's the end of the sixth day, the sun is set, the barley is of Eve, and it's time for Passover edition Shabbat Night Live. Well, Shabbat Shalom, Torah fans. Welcome to the Passover 2022 edition of Shabbat Night Live. Please welcome my co-host, the COO of Arud Awakening International, Ted Clayton. Scott Laird, thank you so much for letting me be here. And ladies and gentlemen, here it is, finally. As Scott said earlier, your patience has been rewarded. <laughs> it is now Passover 2022. Passover then and now. And Scott, we have some tremendous guests that we're not only gonna see a little bit of tonight, but tomorrow is a full plate of wonderful guests coming to you to give you the truth like no one else can. And of course, at 7 p.m. tomorrow night mm -hmm. is going to be the great Seder with Michael Rood. And guess what? Michael's are gonna be making some special appearances on this Passover. You're not gonna to wanna to miss a moment because if you, if you blink an eye, you could miss something important. This is gonna be great, but first, Scott, what about that calendar? Oh, the calendar. Okay, so what we are doing now, if you're not familiar with the Hebrew calendar, this is what we are doing. So now we are on the month of the Aviv, 6022B, okay? So this is because we had an Adar bet. So you've done it for a couple of weeks now. So we're now into the second Shabbat on that calendar. You know we had the, uh, the new moon earlier in last week. So this is where we are at now in April. This is what we are to use, month of the Aviv, 6022B. And Passover, because of that, is actually uh, the 14th of Nisan is starting right now. So it goes from sunset tonight uh -huh. till sunset tomorrow. So we're literally holding Passover on Passover, which rarely happens. Rarely because, happens. You know, we, we plan this because we are usually renting hotel rooms and things yes. like that, or even when we have it online. Sure. It's, we try and have it when folks are off of work on the weekend, that kind of thing. And it may right. or may not coincide with the actual day of Passover, but this year it does. Yes. And the fact that it does not, some people say, why don't you hold it on the actual day of Passover? Because as Michael says, you can't keep Passover nope. anyway. That's right. You can commemorate it, you can celebrate it, but you can't keep the Passover because you just can't do it these days right now. That's right. There's, there, you know, everything is not in place, so we right. can't do it. So we just commemorate it, and so it's off a few days, that's okay. Well, Scott, I can tell you right now, it is going to be a plethora 
of people, like I said a little while ago. First of all, starting off at 10 a.m., we're gonna have you mm-hmm. talking to Dr. Tom Logansgar. Yep. Now, what are y'all gonna be talking about? We are gonna be talking about how testing is, you know, if you're not if you're not testing, you're guessing about uh-huh. your health. Uh-huh. And right now, with all the things happening in the world, we need to make sure that we are as healthy as possible because there's stuff coming at us from every angle and we need to keep the word going, of yes. course, and, and to be there for our families. And this is the best way to do it. And you know, Scott, one of the things that's happening here with this is we're, we're uh, ha- kind of have a theme and it's a kind of a, a different theme this year. The blood mm-hmm. is possibly a theme because you're gonna hear a lot of conversations about that. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Nehemia and Linnell Gordon that are gonna be with us also at 11 o'clock. We're gonna take a break at noon tomorrow. At one o'clock, Keith Johnson, Yehuda Glick, and Hadas Glick are gonna talk to us. It's gonna be fantastic. At 2 p.m., Nehemia Gordon and Nate Petrosky. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not gonna miss that, especially in these days and times of uncertainty. Uh, Nehemia and Keith are gonna talk to us after that. And then we're gonna have the panel discussion at 4 p.m. And that's gonna be Nehemia, Keith, Scott, and myself. It is going to be fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want to miss a single moment of Passover 2022, Passover then and now. We're gonna go away for just a moment, but we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. In the book of Leviticus, we are told that the life is in the blood, and that's speaking of sacrificial animals, that their life is contained in their blood, and once you drain the blood, the the life is gone. Well, the same goes for your human body. Your life is in your blood. So in other words, what we can see in your blood can determine what your health is going to be like, or even what it's like right now, and what it can be leading to, so that you never have to go to the doctor and have a surprise cancer diagnosis. You could have taken care of it years ago, by just doing the proper testing and doing some preemptive medicine, some uh, almost like you do like you take your car in to get an oil change so you don't break down. And we're going to talk about that more tomorrow, but I want to introduce our guest for tomorrow who's going to talk about these things in depth. Please welcome Dr. Tom Lokensgard. Shabbat shalom, Scott. Thanks for having me. Shabbat shalom. And, uh, and, and the, Lord, the Lord has put together a bioelectrical chemical template and a biochemical template. So, um, and, and he's he's designed a perfect DNA system that we need to we we can you know delve into and 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 find out more about the, there's power in the blood like you said mm. and one we one thing we. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about is nitric oxide. So, oh, let's talk yeah, about that. So, so this is a bonus then for tomorrow because we, yeah, exactly. We, I don't think we talked about. Uh, we just taped our session, by the way, for for uh, tomorrow. But so, but we did not talk about nitric oxide. So, let's talk about that. So, tell us so, about so nitric oxide. Nitric, there's a compound called nitric oxide. The, the people that have hypertension, and and uh, and nitric oxide is a chemical that 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 increases the the endothelial tissue your vascular tissue you have 60,000 miles of arterioles to about 20,000 miles which are which are uh, the end and single cell uh, blood vessels that where the oxygen exchange occurs and that is all controlled by endothelial nitric oxide synthase which makes which makes nitric oxide and there are other compounds too that, that will help with nitric oxide but but that is that's that to me that's the power in the blood and you gave a beautiful dissertation on that a while back on the power of the blood 
But then there, there's also other tests that we can talk about uh, that we're going to be talking about on the Shabbat Night Live or the Shabbat. Sh- Ah, sorry. <laughs> okay, well, we'll pass. Yeah, okay. Right, we're gonna there's, talk. There's, we're gonna talk about those on Passover. So let's get into that a little bit. We don't want to give away what we're gonna talk about, but uh, essentially, testing. If you don't test, you're, you're guessing. That's what I always say. And unless you're testing, if you you're don't guessing. Test, you don't know. Right. Right. But you've got to test in the right medium, which is blood serum, uh, blood spot, salivary. Urinary, and we can even include hair. Wow! For 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 toxicity. So so, go ahead. Sorry. Well, so so you can. There are different medium that you can test to tell that reveals different information, but uh, there, there's a the the cool thing about testing now is you used to have to go to the doctor get a blood draw. Now you can do it in, in the convenience of your own home because there's a there's a bunch of companies that do test kits and they're very accurate and they use anti aging laboratory. Uh, they use they use anti-aging laboratory um, statistics to to uh, monitor the the blood levels and, and monitor your your ranges. Right, and that's one thing we really went into depth in uh, for tomorrow. You'll see is that yeah. the the reference interval that you might see on a blood test uh, is is only really a, it's not really the range you want to be in. You want to be in a much narrower range, and right. the secret is you need to talk to somebody like yourself or me who knows what they're talking about to keep you in optimal health and not just alive. Call, called an optimal range, and you, like you said, you've got to go to somebody who's been trained in this because otherwise you're getting, you're thrown in there with every other sick person in the world, and your 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 ranges are, are huge. They're they're, they're they're very wide, so you're normally you're normally you know screwed up like everybody else your age. You know, Tom, I don't and, think uh, like, I don't think a lot of people understand that. Like you said, the blood tests are are very common now to take at home. I saw one just the other week. Uh, I think because of uh, the whole COVID nineteen thing we just went through, and people were very concerned about vitamin D. I didn't realize now you can take a, a drop of blood, put it on a piece of paper, and send it in, and you can get your vitamin D level checked. Right. From home. right, or you can, or you can do your hormone uh, evaluation, and plus add vitamin D, add iodine, and add a bunch of other nutrients on there. And so, by the way, vitamin D has to be between 80 and 100, and most people are riding around 20 to 30. So that's why so many people get sick, because because vitamin D3 is not just a vitamin it's it's a hormone and it, it, it's an immune hormone and it's, it's one of the biggest hormones that we have and so it's it it, it functions over over 400 to 500 different functions with vitamin d3 wow so but you have to you have to test you have to test in the right medium and you have to know what your levels are mm, amazing so tomorrow we're going to talk all about this uh, vitamin d is just the beginning we didn't even talk about nitric oxide i mean that's how many topics we got <laughs> on to uh, this is going to be great you have uh just to give a little bit of a teaser here 21 different tests we're going to go through uh some things that you and i and other uh physicians are getting into here together and we're all believers so there is hope to get good counsel from doctors yep. who are believers, and we're gonna tell you all about how that happens tomorrow. So Dr. Tom, can't wait to talk to you, and uh, thank you for joining us for Passover 2022, and uh, everyone will see you tomorrow. All right, we'll look forward to it, okay? Thank you, thank you, brother. What do an egg-laying rabbit and a Babylonian fertility goddess have to do with the resurrection of our Hebrew Messiah? Good question. In The Resurrection of Passover, 
Keith Johnson leads us through the dispensational disaster of mixing the holy with the profane, truth with mythology, and how a translational conspiracy was devised to crucify Passover itself. I'm gonna tell you right now what I think they're doing. They're trying to crucify Passover. The Resurrection of Passover with Keith Johnson is not for sale and it's not on YouTube. The only way to watch it is to receive it as a thank you gift from Michael Rood. Donate a $50 love gift and we'll send you The Resurrection of Passover on DVD or Blu-ray. Or for a donation of $100, we'll send you The Resurrection of Passover, plus a beautiful wall hanging featuring Psalm 50 verse 15. Call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. Or with a donation of $300, we'll send you The Resurrection of Passover, the Psalm 50 wall hanging, plus a handheld Torah scroll. This breathtaking showpiece features all five books of Moses in Hebrew, wooden rollers, a velvet Torah cover, and an ornamental breastplate. These gifts are a limited time offer from Michael Rood to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift, the $100 gift, or the $300 gift. These special gift collections featuring Keith Johnson are available only in April and supplies are limited. Call now to receive your gifts. 888-766-3610. That's 888-766-3610. Or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. Well, we have all kinds of great things planned for you tomorrow for Passover 2022. Lots of great treats. And speaking of treats, one of the greatest things we have tomorrow is a cooking segment with Linnell Gordon and Nehemia Gordon. Welcome. Thank hey, you. Hey, Scott. It's great to be here. I'm really excited about this. Uh, one morning, uh, my wife, Linnell, and I, we were sitting and we were studying. We do a morning Bible study every morning. We call it devotions. And we're reading what I thought was the, one of the most boring passages in the Torah. And it is for me. It's Leviticus chapter 2, which describes these different sacrifices. Oh, yes. And okay. you take, you know, this amount of oil and you mix it in with that flour. And I'm like, let's get through this real quick. And Linnell turns to me and she says, this is a cookbook. <laughs> and she, and she decides to start making some of those dishes. And that's where we got this idea of doing the cooking. Huh. We're doing a cooking program, which is an homage to biblical ingredients and biblical recipes. So, I mean, I was like, I didn't know. There are recipes in the Bible? What? There's, this is a recipe. It's a real recipe. So it was really, it was really exciting for me. I was thrilled. Now, the recipes, we didn't go and try and make the... Uh, the the, the incense, oh, I hope. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, just kidding. No. So what we did is we took ingredients that would have been available or could have been available in the biblical world mm -hmm. and then tried to make you know different dishes with them. And well, I should say we, she did and I ate them. And they, and they were delicious <laughs> and that's what we'll be sharing. And you know what I'm excited about more than anything in this program, in addition to my wife's amazing cooking, is Michael Root is gonna be joining us for this. Really? He's gonna be there and he's gonna be participating along with his wife on a I'm really excited about that. So he and Anna Lil were in the kitchen. Absolutely. Yeah, they're going to be in the kitchen when we do this. Okay. And um, well, Michael will be in the kitchen. And Anna Lil will be there later when, when my wife serves the food. I learned this new word, plate. You plate the food. I thought you just put it on the plate. <laughs> She's going to plate the food and then bring it out to Michael and uh, and, and to me and to Anna Lil and, and we're going to eat it. And um, wow. I'm really excited about this. So one of the really cool things we do is we had a lot of practice and. Uh, 
Nahemi and I play at TikTok right now. We're doing some TikTok videos. So I would do all my practice on TikTok and then I would post it in the Ambassadors Club because I'm an Ambassador Club member. And so one of the funniest things that you're going to see is we did three different types of matzah. One was given to me by my friend who grates, uh, not grates, she grinds it herself from, mm. the, from the berries. Uh, and the other was barley, which I got because we're doing the seven species. That was important. You know? Deuteronomy 8, 8 says the seven produces of Israel, wheat and barley are two of the main produces of ancient Israel. So if we're going to do that, then we need to bring them all in. So I was like, Nehemia, we should do like barley, but it's, we're really careful about our carbs. Um, mm -hmm. We're being really good about losing weight, and we're doing that by keeping our carbs low. And so I was like, ah, oh, yeah, there's a lot of carbs in all of it, but we have to do it. Mm -hmm. But rather than doing that, we did a we did a matzah with barley, and you have to you have to just join us to listen to what's being said about that. <laughs> Michael has his own rendition of what yeah, he's he thought like about cracking it. jokes and everything. And, <laughs> and Nehemia, I'll tell you what, when Nehemia <laughs> first tasted it, I did it. I did all three of them out, and I didn't tell him what was what. And he tasted this, and he said, well, it is supposed to be the bread of contention. No, no, <laughs> like, no, no. no the, the phrase in Deuteronomy is the bread of affliction. Affliction, of not affliction. contention. And some affliction. people have actually historically said that barley matzah is specifically what that means, bread of affliction, because it didn't taste that good. Right. And, uh, yeah, but Michael so. had a really unique take on what he said. And you we'll, have and, to, and you we'll have to hear that. And we'll save that for the program. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty exciting. I mean, this this was this was really fun. Um, if you would have told me, you know, a few years ago, I'm going to be doing a cooking show, I'd be like, <laughs> can can you get me a pillow and a blanket? I'm, and instead, this was this was exciting. It was a roller coaster. And, and I'll tell you what really was so exciting about it and fun. In addition, having Michael there is when my wife cooks, it's it's not culinary. It's art. It truly is art. Well, this is where the plating comes in. You can't just put it on a plate, right? You've got to plate it. Oh, no, this she's taking like things. beef bacon and wrapping it around stuff. And, what? We, and we actually shared some beef things bacon. on TikTok beef and people bacon. were freaking out. Nehemi is getting Keith to eat bacon. No, no, no. no, no it's <laughs> beef bacon. It comes from a cow. We've talked about, you know, so beef bacon, yeah, that's what's one thing that, that every messianic went, thank you, Yehovah, for, <laughs> for making beef bacon. Amen. Another great thing yeah. is uh, duck bacon, but you've told mm. me about about something that a friend oh. of yours makes. Yeah, I've got a friend who makes the best, well, I can't say the best bacon in the world because I've never had the pig one, <laughs> but I've told it's better than the pig and it's actually lamb bacon. It's excellent. It's really lamb good. bacon. It's yeah. very, really? very good. It's very excellent. Good. Yeah, it's delicious stuff. But in this, in this cooking, we're gonna be sharing some biblical ingredients. Um, and, and what I love about it is it's practical because a lot of my teaching is very hypothetical, right? I'll never tell somebody, well, this is how you do this specific thing. I'll say, here's what the Bible says. Here's what the Hebrew means. Um, but then you have to figure it out for yourself. Well, my wife actually shows you how to make these dishes. They're easy. I mean, I'm just telling you, people were saying after, they're like, oh, that that's, di what did you say? You said something about it being complicated. I'm like, babe, it is not. It is so simple. Now, he thinks everything I do is amazing, and that's the truth. Well, so you can't really judge by him. He's a little biased. No, I don't think I'm biased <laughs> at all. One time she made me lemon soup. And I okay. tasted it. It was not lemon soup. We were doing broth, <laughs> homemade broth, and um, let's, I like, let's it just was say chicken with lemon. If so, you know, I, I'm the type of person where I actually give you my opinion. It's true. And if it's you don't true. want my opinion, don't ask. Um, and when I say it's the best food in the history of food that any human has ever tasted, there's no hyperbole or exaggeration. Okay, let me ask. Just, just let me. Let's put this in perspective, okay? Just for a minute, okay. Scott. Did you tell me or did you not tell me last week that's the best thing I've ever tasted in my life? Yes. 
Okay, see? But it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, she, she keeps getting better and better. There you go. And, 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 it's and, a new day. It's time for something better. And so what I love it's about... chicken and cream sauce with tarragon. Yeah. That's what well, it was. Well, so what I love, about what, what I love about what we're doing here is that on the one hand, it's practical. On the other hand, it's an insight into the biblical world. Mm. And we did a lot of research in preparing for this. And I had this thought and idea of what they had in the biblical world. And I didn't realize the extent of the right. trade routes they had. And some of this comes out of archeology, span that there are things they discovered in archeology, span which when I studied archeology span as my bachelor's degree 20 years ago, well, they didn't have this, they didn't have that. Why not? Because, well, that was later when the trade routes developed. Now they've dug up places and they found things that you would have never expected mm. in the Israelite period and even earlier. And we took full advantage of that. And, Absolutely. And, and, and license. A lot of artistic license. Well, with so the that. artistic license is that ha they had gourds. Maybe they didn't have butternut squash because that comes from the New World, but they had gourds. They had gourds. So. And so there, there it's, it's an homage to the biblical ingredients. But I love it, a combination of something practical, of biblical ingredients, of biblical cooking, along along with um, an actual way to do it rather than just hypothetical studies. It's so much fun. Okay. I mean, seriously, so much fun. And eventually we will put all the recipes out so anybody can make it. But I'm telling you, it's not difficult. It, you know, it's really delicious though. All right. Very simple ingredients that people used. For instance, our butternut squash, all it is is the butternut squash along with a little cream and browned butter. Mm. That's it. And they had all the and look. They had that. And the funnest part, that is so delicious. The funnest part was eating it, for me at least. <laughs> and I know Michael uh, really, really enjoyed eating it. And there are Easter eggs. I just want to tell everybody, whoever you know, what an, if you know what an Easter egg or, is, or to be fair, they're Passover eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Symbolically okay. speaking, symbolically speaking. But seriously, there, speaking. Are, there are two in the segment. See if you can guess what they, if you can see what they are. If you can guess what our Easter eggs are. Okay, very good. All right, well, we'll save the rest for tomorrow. There's the information on your bottom of your screen as to when you can catch this. All times are Eastern. If you see it at PassoverCharlotte.com or right there on your screen. This is all Eastern times. You will see it tomorrow. Tune in for it. It's for Passover 2022. Lanelle Gordon, Nehemi Gordon, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. What do an egg-laying rabbit and a Babylonian fertility goddess have to do with the resurrection of our Hebrew Messiah? Good question. In The Resurrection of Passover, Keith Johnson explains how a translational conspiracy was devised to crucify Passover itself. I'm gonna tell you right now what I think they're doing. They're trying to crucify Passover. Donate a $50 love gift and we'll send you The Resurrection of Passover on DVD or Blu-ray. Donate $100 and we'll send you The Resurrection of Passover plus a wall hanging featuring Psalm 50 verse 15. Or donate $300 and we'll send you everything plus a handheld Torah scroll with all five books of Moses written in Hebrew, a velvet Torah cover, and an ornamental breastplate. Hurry, offer ends April 30th. Call 888-766-3610 or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. Well, welcome to the night before Passover. It's a special Passover edition of Shabbat Night Live. All the action happens tomorrow. And if you know anything about Passover, if you've ever been to a, a Passover Seder, uh, which can be kind of long, you know that the kids kind of get restless, but the kids hang on because they know there's something coming at the end of the night. <laughs> it's to find the Afikoman. And so, you know, you can learn more about that in other places about the Afikoman and what that, how it relates to Passover. But 
it's all about family. It's all about yes. kids. It's mm. all about uh, getting together to worship Yehovah and, and his gift of salvation mm -hmm. to us. So Keith Johnson, thank you for joining us. Um, Yehadas and uh, Yehuda Glick yes. joined us. Yes. Uh, they'll, they'll be on tomorrow with you. Yes. And we're talking all about that very thing, how Passover is about family. It is about family. And I have to give a little bit of context because yesterday as I was talking to Michael, Michael asked me a question. He said, where did you meet Yehuda? And I told him, you know, we do we do a thing together. It's yep. called the, the Father's Heart from Jerusalem, mm -hmm. where we got a chance to talk to Yehuda and uh, to Hadas. And I was telling Michael that the first time I ever saw him, he was up on the Temple Mount with no shoes. And, and we were talking about that. But then I told Michael another story. About three weeks ago, uh, I got a phone call on Shabbat. And usually on Shabbat, I don't get a phone call. But it was on Shabbat, and I pick up the phone, and it's Yehuda Glick in Jerusalem. So it's after Shabbat for him. He's calling me. He says, my friend, I want to tell you a story. I said, okay, tell me a story. He says he's walking home from the synagogue on that day with a lady and his wife, Hadass. As they're walking home, another lady stops and says, hey, what did you need that matzah for? Now, what's the context? Yehuda and Hadass brought us into their homes. They're going to bring us into their home tomorrow, and they had to pre-record us because of the fact that they're Orthodox Jewish people, and For they're sure. not going to be doing yes. this. We, we knew that ahead of time. Uh, but they asked if anyone had any matzah. So this lady says, I've got some. Usually no one would have matzah because it was before Passover. Right, right. They give her the matzah, and he says, so what did you need that matzah for? And Yehuda says, oh, I was on a, a television show that, that, that focuses on the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And the lady next to Yehuda says, my brother also does a show like that. And Yehuda says, what's your brother's name? And she says, Nahemia Gordon. <laughs> so Yehuda and Nahemia's wife, uh, sister go to the same synagogue. And they were testifying on the streets of Jerusalem about this ministry. They were declaring on Shabbat that we are a part of sharing information from Scripture on a ministry that focuses on the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith, a root awakening. So sometimes, Scott. Wow. Sometimes, Scott. People say to me, Keith, you know, you're in Israel, you've got these Jewish friends, and that guy, Nehemiah Gordon, that you're hanging out with, he doesn't believe in Yeshua. You know, you got to bang him over the head. No, no, no. No, no, no. We are going to come together and find common ground in what Yehuda and Hadassah are going to do tomorrow, which is amazing to me. When I called them and I said, hey, listen, you all did this for uh, uh, Yom Teruah. We did the deal for the Maccabees. We did another series. Would you be willing to do this with Passover? And they said, a rude awakening? Absolutely. Now, I got to tell you something. Mm. They've had offers from other television stations that they won't go on because they have been at sometimes uh, bushwhacked. That the Christians will come on the television and surprise them and beat them over the head. And they're like, I, we don't want any part of that. What they know about this ministry is there's respect, mutual respect. And we want the information, Scott. Mm. We want the experience of understanding what's happening in Israel. That's why I do tours to Israel. I love being in Israel with people. The God of Israel, the people of Israel, and the land of Israel. This is when I first met Michael. In the land of Israel where I got a chance to understand God's time. So can I do this? Can I read this, Please do. this passage? Yes. This, is, this is so important. Where are we going? Tell me. We're going to Isaiah 56. I'm glad you, which Bible do you got this time, Scott? I have Michael Rood's uh, oh, King James. I'm loving that. <laughs> I'm loving that. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 56. This is a really powerful passage uh, for our friends that are listening that are going to come tomorrow to uh, Passover uh, then and now. Isaiah 56. Isaiah and? chapter 56. And where are we going? Verse, verse one. Verse one. Can you read the first two verses? 
Thus saith the Lord, keep ye judgment and do justice, for my salvation is near to come and my righteousness to be revealed. Blessed is the man that doeth this and the son of man that layeth hold of it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it mm. and keepeth his hand from doing any evil. Let me read three and four. Let not the foreigner, say foreigner, foreigner, who has joined himself to Yehovah say, Yehovah will surely separate me from his people. Who are his people? Hmm. Don't say that if you're a foreigner. Do not say that he will separate me from his people. And then what does it say after that? Verse, uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, can neither, neither let the eunuch say, behold, I'm a dry teeth. For thus says Yehovah, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath and choose what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant, to them I will give in my house and within my walls a memorial and a name better than that of sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name which will not be cut off. Read verse six for us. Also the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord, to serve him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and taketh hold of my covenant. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in the house of prayer. Continue. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon my altar. For mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. So. I consider myself a foreigner. I found out a long time ago, I shook the family tree, no Jews fell out. I don't have any, I got no Jewish blood. I'm not even a United Methodist pastor anymore. I am free to connect myself with Yehovah, surely just as one of his people. And when I read verses like this, Scott, that says, it, it's not about uh, all of the rules and all of the regulations. This is one thing Michael says all the time. It is not what you have to do. It is what we get to do. We, mm -hmm. you and I, get to connect with the God of Israel, the people of Israel, the land of Israel, celebrate his feasts in his time. Tomorrow, we are going to be in the time of Passover with our friends Yehuda and Hadas, who did it ahead of time, but they will be celebrating just like they're going to share with us tomorrow. They're mm. going to invite us into their apartment. And I get to ask questions like kids ask, like, you know, what yeah. is this about? And they're going to tell us. Passover then and now it is amazing. I hope people will take advantage and of this opportunity. Beautiful. Thank you, Keith. And yes, we hope you will join us tomorrow for Keith Johnson and Yehuda and Hadas Glick in their home in Jerusalem doing Passover, talking all about family. Don't miss it. There's the information on the bottom of your screen. Remember, this is Eastern time. So we will see you then tomorrow for Passover 2022. Sign up now if you haven't done already, PassoverCharlotte.com. See you tomorrow. Yeshua said, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. When did Abraham see his day? When the king of righteousness, the Melech Zadik, brought forth bread and wine. And when he brought forth bread and wine, it says that the Melech Zadik blessed the Most High. And that prayer is still remembered and is what Yeshua said when he blessed the Most High the night of the Last Supper, the night before the Passover lambs were slain. Yeshua said, Baruch atah Yehovah, Elohino melech ha'alam, hamotzi lechem mi'aretz. This broken bread represents my broken body, my body which is broken for you. By my stripes you are healed. Do this as often as you do this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup 
In the words of the Melech Zadik, he blessed the Most High. Baruch atah Yehovah Eloheinu Melech HaOlam. Borei Pri Hagafen. Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. And Yeshua said, this represents and has represented from the time of Abraham the renewed covenant. My blood will purchase for you. As often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Shabbat Shalom. And welcome back to the special edition of Shabbat Night Live. We're talking all about Passover 2022 tomorrow happening at PassoverCharlotte.com. And I'll tell you what, folks, the brimstone, as Michael Rood would say, <laughs> is about to hit the fan. So what do you do when the brimstone is about to hit the fan? Well, some folks think that number one, you get out of the cities. Number two, you learn how to be self-sufficient and you learn to be self-sufficient with other believers. You live out on the land, learn how to do things without the assistance of others. And one person in particular that uh, was spoken to about this for Passover 2022 was Nehemiah Gordon. You spoke with Nate Petrosky. Yeah, Nate is this uh, gentleman who, he was a contractor and he was working, he was, like, he was a slave to the 80 hour work week. And he decided, do I want to spend all of my time and energy for the rest of my life working for other people, or do I want to build something of my own? And he ended up moving out to this property in West Virginia, about 100 acres, and he lives off the land. And it's pretty incredible. I mean, in a sense, he's living the dream that many of us have. Now, he's off the grid. It doesn't mean he's trying to live in the Stone Age, mm -hmm. right? He uses modern technology. He has his TikTok channel, which TikTok has, channel. He has okay. a TikTok channel with 1.7 million followers. Now, what's his, uh, what's his handle? You remember what it is? Uh, I think it's Nate Petrosky. Just Nate Petrosky. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can find him there. He is, and I, I was watching him for a few months, and I started to get these little hints. I'm like, this, and he doesn't talk anything about religion, anything about his faith. He's just talking about how um, he, you know, he lives in a place where you can't get electricity, so he set up solar panels. He lives in a place where you can't get water from some, from, through pipes. So he gets rainwater and how he purifies it, he talks about. And I'm starting to get these hints as I'm watching him over several months on TikTok. This guy's got to be a Torah keeper. I just know he is. <laughs> and, then one day, and one of the things he does is he roasts coffee beans uh, gets the green beans and he roasts them. Wow. And I and I noticed that there's a sign that says he brews coffee. And I'm like, yep, he <laughs> is a Torah keeper. I knew it. And I decided to reach out to him and invite him to come on the program. And we're going to be interviewing him for an hour talking about uh, how it is he went through his journey. And his journey is absolutely incredible. And the, and the really incredible thing is he doesn't talk about this on his channel with his 1.7 million followers, because they don't want to be preached at. He drops little hints. Uh, sometimes they're not so little. People are like, where's your Christmas tree? He says, well, I don't do Christmas, and if you want to know more, here's a channel where I talk about my faith, and he has really? a separate channel for that. And, and I watched all those videos. It's pretty incredible, Some his journey. He has this incredible testimony where he shares about it. I don't want to give too much away because <laughs> people have got to tune in and watch it, but he has this incredible testimony about how at one point in his journey, uh, and he, he was raised in the Christian church. But he talks about how at one point in his journey, he truly believed this I, Calvinist idea, what they call Reformed theology, that it's not what you do in order to be saved, but God decides before creation who's saved and who's not, who are the elect. Well, oh, this predestined uh, and idea. And he completely accepted that doctrine, hmm. and he came to the conclusion that he was predestined for hell. 
which is kind of surprising because most people wow, okay. who, who espouse that doctrine will very humbly say, for no reason that I can explain, God has chosen me for eternal salvation and all these other people for hell. He decided he was predestined to hell and he was going to a church and they, um, they treated him horribly, quite frankly. And I think that is what pushed him in the direction of doing more searching, which eventually led him in the direction of coming to Torah and looking back at the um, what some people might call the Hebrew roots of, of, of the faith. And it's an incredible, he's just an incredible guy. My wife is a CEO of a technology company, of a, of a software company, and she watched some of his videos and she said, you know, he, he kind of plays the country bumpkin. He has this very kind of calm and slow way of talking. But she said, that guy's brilliant. I mean, some of the things he does technology-wise, and that's what she knows, uh, are things that, that, you know, you would get paid a whole lot of money if you work for her company or a similar company doing. Mm. And he's using all of that to live live as much as he can self-sufficiently. That doesn't mean he's growing, you know, eating every piece of food he grows, right? He buys stuff and he buys technology for sure, right? Um, but he's, he's in a sense, and I was talking to Michael about this. Michael's here in the studio, people can't see him. But I was talking to Michael about Nate. And what I found out is that Michael is, I think everyone knows this, has been going through a long period of, um, um, of, of recovery. And during that recovery, he has a lot of free time and he spends time watching uh, homesteading programs. And now he doesn't do TikTok yet. I'm still trying to get him hooked on that. But he's watching <laughs> homesteading programs on you know different streaming services. And um, I told him about Nate. He's like, this is exactly the type of thing I love. He said a lot of the people who are doing this are connected to Torah because it's all part of the idea of, you know, one of the really popular themes in, in media today is zombies. Mm-hmm. And you ever ask yourself, why zombies? Why are all these movies about zombies and, and these television shows about zombies and video games about zombies? And, and psychologists have looked into this question and, and one of the answers they come up with is that zombies represents this um, uh, industrial lifestyle that we live in. You know, a lot of people, they work in a cubicle and they're all kind of interchangeable and you're walking down the street and driving your car in heavy traffic and we're the zombies, mm. right? And that, and we're afraid of that because of course we're afraid of it. Who wants to be a zombie, right? Um, it's this kind of cookie cutter lifestyle that you're forced into. That's what it means to be a zombie. And what Nate has done, what a lot of these homesteaders have done is they've broken that mold, they've broken out of the cookie cutter and they've gotten back to the roots of what we are as human beings. In a sense, they're living this dream. It's not easy, right? Can you imagine living in West Virginia and all of your electricity comes from solar panels and it's freezing cold. I mean, that's got to be tough, right? It's got to be challenging. And, but, but he's able to do it. And, and sharing that with the audience, I think, is it's hope. That's what it is for me. That, you know, that's why I watch these programs. I think that's why my, my, uh, Michael watches these programs. It's hope that there is another way to live, mm. that there is a possibility of doing that. And look, I'm, not gonna, I'm a city slicker. I've lived in cities my whole life. I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I've lived in apartments almost my entire life. Uh, but you know that that that's the reality I've lived with. But but it gives me hope to know that there's another way to live, 
there are other ways to survive in this world. And I'm sure you've seen that with, with Torah communities because that's the way it happens, right? So, mm -hmm. so Christian folks like myself, we discover there's something more to than what we understood about the Bible. We start looking deeper into it. Yeah. We begin to understand the feast days and the, yeah. and the biblical uh, the, the kosher laws and all that kind of thing. And we sort of begin to separate ourselves from the crowd. And the yeah. more you look into the Bible, but the more separate you become. And some people see that as really odd. Like yeah. some people might say Nate is really odd, but you yeah. see that as a sign of hope. That He's there absolutely is a sign of hope. And I'll say something else. So here's a man who's one of the top, I don't know what the exact statistics are, but with 1.7 million followers. That's a lot. He's among the top people on this entire social media um, uh, um, ecosystem. And I think it also gives um, some inspiration that you know that one of the top people doesn't have to be, uh, you know, um, some woman doing lewd dances, or you know, it doesn't have to be um, somebody you know giving like you know real estate tips or something like that. It could be somebody who's doing his best to live an honest and wholesome lifestyle, and doing it in the, the cleanest and purest way that he knows. And he also loves God and he loves the Torah. Mm -hmm. And that is an inspiration to me. You know what that tells me also? If he has 1.7 million followers, a lot of people want to be like him. Oh, absolutely. And so let's talk more about that tomorrow. Yeah. Nehemiah can't wait. So there is the information at the bottom of your screen. Nate Petrosky talking with our very own Dr. Nehemiah Gordon. And I uh, can't wait. There it is. You'll see it tomorrow. All times on the screen there are Eastern. So we'll see you then. Well, Michael often says you can't get three days and three nights from... Good Friday to Easter Sunday, not even Einstein could do that. And that is the premise of his chronological gospels. This is what it looked like, what it looks like now. And what it looked like, like before is what uh, Keith Johnson has in front of him. And Keith Johnson and Hemi and Gordon, welcome. Hey, hey Shalom. Thanks we, for having us. Certainly, yeah. you have one of the original manuscript hardcover versions Don't in touch front this of thing. Ooh, okay, okay look, I've got, I've got something from Michael. And let me just tell folks right now, we're about to read a verse here. Okay. And as I'm reading this verse, I've had dreams mm. that Michael would be in the studio I sent him a note. I said, Michael, I've had dreams about you. And sure enough, I'm looking at him, folks. Yes. He's right there. And I want to read this verse, if I can, mm -hmm. in front of Michael from Chronological Gospels. Nehemi and I decided to take a, a deep dive look at just one verse. Yes. Mm -hmm. But what Michael does is, is just amazing. And it you're presenting this. this in detail tomorrow for tomorrow. Passover, right? Okay. Oh, we, it's tomorrow. Nehemi. It's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> Matthew 12, 38. Certain of the sages in Purushim answered Yeshua's charges against them, saying, Master, we want to see, and Michael adds the word real. Doesn't say that in the King James. Doesn't say that in any other translation, but Michael italicizes the word real because he's looked ahead and he knows that in Matthew 16, that, they, that there's actually the word a sign from heaven. I know he knows. He studied this in depth. It says this, to see a real sign from you. But he answered and said to them, an evil adulterous broad seeks after a sign and there shall be no sign be given to you, but the sign of the prophet Jonah. And this is the verse Nehemiah and I are focusing on. Mm -hmm. Just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so shall the son of man shall be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Dr. Gordon, why was I so intent upon searching this verse. What was, what was, what did I keep saying to you? Why is this such a big deal? Well, I mean, it's the one sign that Yeshua gave. So mm -hmm. if, if you, if it's Good Friday to Easter Sunday, that's uh, parts of two days, a full third day, and then, uh, and then two full nights. Mm -hmm. Where, where's the missing third night? <laughs> and uh, I actually called up my mother-in-law, who's been a Bible teacher, a missionary out in different countries. And I asked her, um, we were doing this study, and I said, can, can you ex un help us understand this? 
and um, you know, there's a third night missing. And she said, well, you have to understand that the Jews had a different way of counting. <laughs> and I said, tell me all about how the Jews counted. <laughs> I think I know a little bit about that. <laughs> right. But when it came down to it, she then said, you know what, you're right. Let, that explains the two partial days. It doesn't explain the missing third night. Mm-hmm. And she said, let me go and do some more study. And, uh, and, and what it really came down to is, and I said to her, look, either, either Yeshua got it wrong mm-hmm. and it wasn't three days and three nights, right? He thought that's what was going to happen, but he was wrong. That's possibility number one. And obviously she, she's a devout Christian. She doesn't believe that. Or you've got it wrong in how you've interpreted this. Mm. And, and, and you can't get away from the, the tomb was empty on Sunday morning. That's very clear in the gospels. So I said to her, so where does it say that he was crucified on Friday? Hmm. And she said, you're right. Let me go look it up and do some more study and I'll get back to you. And we're still waiting. (laughs) Okay. So the Good Friday Mm -hmm. that we Mm -hmm. espouse in every church in the entire world does Mm -hmm. not exist in the Bible that we all (laughs) adhere to. Well, Hmm. it exists within the life of of Christian churches around the world. And this Mm -hmm. is the problem. If you grew up in church, which you know I didn't, but she did, if you grew up in church or you've been going to church for years, you know for a fact that he was crucified on Friday because every year you commemorate that, mm-hmm. that event. And you know that he rose on Sunday because every year you commemorate that event. And then when you actually open up your New Testament and you look for where it says that, well, that's where things get a bit tricky because mm-hmm. you don't find it, mm-hmm. right? You don't find, it talks about preparation day mm-hmm. and Michael has a whole bunch of teachings on that and other people do too and it's in the chronological gospels, but it never says Friday. Mm-hmm. And, and so there, and that's what, I don't want to go into too much detail because we, we, we go into it more in the, in the, in the study. Well, well, we will go into this detail. Why did, why did I ask Dr. Gordon? I asked him yeah. this question first when he was just Nehemiah Gordon from the Hebrew University. He just had his master's then. He took me to Jerusalem. We went to the tomb and he tried to explain it then. Well, now that he's Dr. Gordon, I said, let's ask the question again. And you know what he did? He did what he does best. He opened up manuscripts. He looked at language, history, mm-hmm. and context. He does an amazing job of giving us an understanding of how time is, 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 is reckoned in the Tanakh. And what's so amazing about what Michael did is Michael was able to fix the problem as it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he fixed it, right? Yeah. What I love about why we call it going beyond three days and three nights, and this is also related to my friend Michael, he's, he, he's got this whole uh, issue that he talks about in terms of Jonah, the sign of Jonah. And, we, and mm-hmm. Nehemiah, I asked and Nehemiah, I said, when you heard Yeshua say this, three days are the sign of Jonah, what do you think? And he tells a phenomenal story tomorrow, mm-hmm. phenomenal, about his relationship with the book of Jonah. Oh, so between okay. what, I, and I've been, I've been focusing on this, I gotta just say for the last year, I've been in the chronological gospels. I encourage everybody to get it. It is a phenomenal work. Michael told me yesterday, 40 years of study mm. to be able to come up with this a masterpiece. Oh, and what absolutely. it helps us understand is the life and ministry of Yeshua. So that when we say words like Passover, when we say words like Shavuot, when we say words like Yom Kippur and all those other words, it's not foreign. This is the culture that Yeshua uh, lived in. And so why wouldn't we want to know it? Because the church has done a phenomenal job of separating us from the language, history, and culture of the very one that they say that they're interested in. And so, again, what Nehemiah mm-hmm. has been amazing. Uh, he is He's a scholar of scholars. And Michael says he's the most honest scholar he's ever met. And I have to agree with Michael. You're pretty doggone honest, sometimes too honest. <laughs> I got I to gotta be careful that he doesn't say too much because yeah. sometimes he's so honest. But the blessing is we get a chance to look at this 
Jew and Gentile together. And I'll just tell you, it is, it is, it, tomorrow's going to be a, a blessing. Yeah, I, I love it. And there, there's a trifecta of, of biblical understanding of the Gospels, if you will, that I find. And the chronological Gospel is just one piece of it, a masterpiece in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But the second piece is the astronomically and agriculturally corrected biblical Hebrew calendar. The calendar that I joke has the longest title in the history of the world. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you get the calendar together. So what I do is I get the, when we're trying to do the, the calendar for every year that we do with the ministry, we just got finished doing it and now, now it's uh, getting printed. And so I get the calendar from the previous year, the Chronological Gospels, wow. and the 70-year ministry chart that Michael has done uh, that basically summarizes what's in the Chronological Gospels. 70-week ministry. The 70, what did I say? 70? 70 70-year. 70 well, we wish it was that long, but it wasn't. It was 70 weeks. <laughs> he was you. in a hurry. <laughs> see, see, you told me he's honest. What am I going to do with that? So anyway, so you get all three of these in front of you, and you can pretty much walk through every week of you what Yeshua did. And like Michael says, the, the screenplay mm. comes alive. Yes. And so we can't wait for tomorrow mm -hmm. for that to happen. But it'll be fine. Uh, when you and uh, Nehemi get together and tell us all about Beyond Three Days and Three Nights. You know, one of the things uh, Keith asked me is, of all the things Yeshua could have pointed to in, in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament, that have three days and three nights or several different events, why did he point to Jonah? Like, it seems mm. so obscure. And to me, the obvious was, an, uh, the, the answer was obvious. What are you going to tell? Right? I mean, what are you going to tell tomorrow? I'll, I'll tell tomorrow. Okay, were, so hang were, on to that. There were three major things that connected that why Yeshua would point to Jonah of all things. And I'm like, why do we need to talk about this? It's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So tune in for the obvious tomorrow with Keith Johnson and Dr. Nehemia Gordon for three, beyond three days and three nights at Passover 2022. There's the time. We're going to have it right down on the bottom of your screen. This is Eastern time. So keep that in mind if you're in a different time zone. So this is Eastern time tomorrow, Passover 2022. If you haven't signed up yet, you still have time. We're starting tomorrow, okay? So go to PassoverCharlotte.com. Why do we need you to go there if it's free? Because we need to send you things like a watch code. Where do you need to go to watch this thing? And a couple of other things as well. We want to send it to your email address. So sign up for free. There it is. See you tomorrow. The Chronological Gospels Bible is changing lives all over the world, putting everything the Messiah did in exact chronological order and explaining the behind-the-scenes truth of what the Messiah did, when He did it, and why. The timing of it all means everything. And now, the Chronological Gospels can be easier on your eyes. The larger print edition features 40% larger type, and every page appears exactly the same as the original, so you can follow along with others who have the regular size version. The Chronological Gospels Larger Print Edition also has wider margins to write notes, and the premium quality paper means you can highlight without soaking through. Plus, the Larger Print Edition lies flat, so you can teach without having to hold the book open. The Chronological Gospels Larger Print Edition is a big and beautiful coffee table book, measuring a full 12 inches tall and 9 inches wide. Study the Bible with clarity and ease. I love the size of this book. This is 9 by 12. The paper is, is perfect because it doesn't bleed through when I write on it. I can mark it up, and I always make notes in all my Bibles. Everything is the same place as it is on the smaller version, and I can just stand back and I can teach from it, and it's just, it's the perfect size. I pray thee, of whom speaks this prophet? 
order the Chronological Gospels Larger Print Edition by phone or online. You'll get 40% larger type than the original. Call 800-788-7887. That's 800-788-7887. Or get the Chronological Gospels Bible Larger Print Edition online at arudeawakening.tv slash large. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've seen so far, you ain't seen nothing yet, have you, Ted? No, sir, not indeed. It's going to be fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you can't miss a single moment of Passover 2022, Passover then and now. If you haven't signed up for Passover, it is not too late. You can still go up online to PassoverCharlotte.com, I believe. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. PassoverCharlotte.com, and you can sign up to watch one of the greatest Passovers you have ever seen. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Rood will be on Passover 2022 this year. He will be with us, and I am so excited about that. I can't even begin to tell you. Once again, we have Tom Logan's art that's gonna be with mm -hmm. us. We have Nehemia and Linnell Gordon. They're gonna be fixing a Passover meal as it would have been fixed back in the day, so that's the then mm -hmm. part, okay? Uh, then we're gonna break for lunch, and then we're gonna have Keith Johnson, Yehuda, and Hadass Glick. They're gonna come back and tell us how Passover is being celebrated over in the Holy Land. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want authenticity, this is the place to be, this is where to come, because this is where you're gonna find it. And then we're gonna have Nehemia Gordon and Nate Petrosky. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be talking about how to survive in these uncertain dates and times. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, it's one of, it's, it's a video that you're not gonna wanna not see, okay? So after that, we got Nehemia and Keith, and always, Nehemia Gordon and Keith Johnson always give us a wonderful teaching. Once again, you're not gonna wanna miss it. And then after that, ladies and gentlemen, there's gonna be a panel discussion uh, with Scott Laird, Keith Johnson, Nehemia Gordon, and myself. And we're gonna be talking about the significance of Passover. And the big question is, why is Passover important? And then at seven o'clock, Scott, what do we have? The very best Seder Michael Rood has ever done. Yes, put, the put the TV at the end of your table, yep. have Michael join you at your <laughs> Seder table. And remember, go to PassoverCharlotte.com, as Ted has already said, sign up, it's all free. You get a whole bunch of little bonuses as well, mm -hmm. in addition to 20% off on our store. So, yes. PassoverCharlotte.com, we will see you tomorrow. It all starts when, Ted? When do we 10 start? 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. See you there. Right.